All right, it is mailing in Thursday as we are mailing in the last two weeks of the FPF uh, season. As no one listens to this podcast or watches this podcast, as we're five people. Wow, Stefano Brody, you're fired. Fired. Yeah, fired. <laughs> All right, so we are doing mailing in uh, Thursday as we are going to mail it in the Div E podcast, E one, E two, or we're going to call it the PZ Bracketology. Uh, PZ to my left, no Stefano as he's been canned. Well, the people have spoken, Mokan. Uh, people were displeased with him as uh, unprofessional, uh, displeased with him as a terrible scorekeeper, displeased with how he treated my mother at uh, my wedding. That um, was really the final fact. Because I'm the only one who could fire him, and so that's what happened. Now he's fine. Snubbed him. Snubbed her. Snubbed her. Snubbed her. Snubbed okay. Mm-hmm. I'm petty that way. Eagle, Mo- do you Tom think it was petty. the right decision? Yeah, it was. Peace. It was obviously the right decision for you. <laughs> Anything I do is the right decision. Right, so was it the right decision? <laughs> ah, you're fired. Listen, you can't answer for yourself, though. So, so the poll question I have today is, is this calling audible in, ter- in terms of a record, FPF record? Are we a 2-8, and eight, a 5-5, five and 6-4, five, mm. and four, or 10-0 and oh record here? You know what? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> I'd I actually be curious had a, to see I what actually had a so good let's put one. it up there. Put it on the poll, please. I had a good one, but I don't remember it. I thought of it in the shower. While getting ready for the show. You know what, I don't think I want to ask that one in this way because I don't know if the responses are going to be serious or sarcastic. In which case, I'm not going to sleep well. I feel like the only bad response for us is 5 and 5. Like if 10 and 0 or 2 and 8, it feels the same answer. Yeah, no 0 and 10s, but 2 and 8. Yeah, like like it's the same answer for us, right? Because it's like either people get the show and obviously we want you to answer 2 and 8 or you don't get the show and you answer 10 and 0. Either way, we've reached most of you. Um, The 5 and 5s I'll worry about. Two and eight, five and five, seven and three, and ten and zero. Oh. Well, let's see what the record will uh, say to us. All right, Div Eight. Let's talk about Div Eight quarterfinals Sunday that happened uh, at Lachine. I was there for uh, a good number of these games here, and the game that I saw that was phenomenal was the five overtime thriller. Part of my swag over Jean Guy, fifteen fourteen final. Uh, this game could have easily not gone to five overtimes if uh, part of my swag knew how to play a lick of defense on fourth down. They were fourth and fifteen, Jean Guy. And Simon Provence made a clutch uh, reception pass for a reception for a first down. They score. We go to overtime. Jean Guy, actually, in fact, PZ was down 2 nothing after uh, two. And they tied up and forced a, a fourth and a fifth uh, overtime sessions. Couldn't uh, finish it off. Part of my swag, I think, got very lucky in this game. Because Simon Laporte Well, was I, wrote, I wrote in my article how I thought this was a particularly bad matchup for part of my swag. Um, Jean Guy are the right kind of aggressive to cause issues for Brad Evans. Well, and Simon Laporte. And Simon Laporte. But Simon Laporte is an elite rusher. So here's the thing where we're going to argue. I say at least top 10 FPF. I think he's top five. So I don't disagree with you. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's top ten. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Top five. He is exactly ninth. No, but like no. so, Fourth. like, like I, I, I'm saying like a guy who I think can easily step into a div one, div two team and and cause issues, and like worst case, div three would still be like a productive rusher who would get double digit sacks. Yeah, like he's he's legit talented, and the fact that they don't junkie. It's been like a hundred years, Jean-Guy playing the league. It's a hundred years they don't realize to use him on offense. Like he legit sits down while the team's on offense. I'm like, he's your best athlete by far, by far. Yeah, it was crazy because this was a Jean-Guy style of game. Slobber knocker, slow it down, uh, 14, 13, you know, one of those styles, PZ. And I just thought that part of my swag had a lot of drop balls in the red zone. 
a lot of crucial drops on third down. Brad Evans was taking sacks. He, he didn't have a good day, and he got very lucky because if Zhongi had any semblance of an offense, of, which they don't, which they don't, which I uh, said in like week three it was going to hurt them exactly. And, if and they, you know what hurt them this game? Oh, the lack of offense. Well, that's what it was. If they scored, if they had twenty plus points, they win this football game. Correct. It, it, Part of my swag got very lucky. And I think you can ask anyone from, from the Hawaiian shirt man right down to mm-hmm. everyone on that roster. They're happy. They're moving on. But they got very lucky. I was in the uh, Dominican Republic and in a drunken stupor. I walked into a store where they were selling oh, like, talking about that. Hawaiian shirts. Mad expensive. I sent, yeah, they were mad expensive. I was going to buy one and send a picture of myself to Brad Evans. But I was like, I'm not spending $200 on this. But I sent a picture of the rack to Brad Evans. And he's like, bro, I've never worn one in my life. Why do you keep doing this? Oh, no. The headphones went out again. Yeah. Sorry. I can help you. Damn you, mm-hmm. you guys, PZ. Admittedly, this is PZ's old equipment, so I really blame him. It's anyway. at least a decade old. That I've donated to League for free. <laughs> I mean, you're like three-something decades old, and you're still functional, sort of. Not not functional, <laughs> not sort of. All right. Uh, Neither of those things. Uh, back on, back on. There we go, I'm back on. All right. No worries, Mo. Uh, thank you. But Knights, uh, blanking Exterminators, 18 nothing. This game was nothing close. Exterminators... Like the the thing is, is they actually played far like season long, played far better than um, they actually were. Like they they um, they played f- much stronger than their roster would indicate. They they were a roster that lacked depth, that gave up too much on on defense, but kind of just made it work in games. And at some point, they were going to run into a, a team that was much stronger than them, and that was Bud Knights. Um, to their credit. Um, they are the defense that works best against Bud Knights, but Matthew Kelgen actually found ways around that and found ways to exploit what was open. We saw um, Stephen Harper Saad catching six passes, 40 yards, and touchdown. I don't think that's by mistake. I think that's him helping him out, saying, listen, man, this part of the field is open. And then just having Stephen Harper Saad and Matthew Kelgen on the same page to read the same concept I think is what would would pay dividends in this game. Yeah, and, but I think also Shane Feinberg would just didn't like nineteen yards net after. But that's but that, that's the thing is, is, is exterminator's offense not great. No. Exterminator's defense extremely safe, which is fine. Regular season division E, that's what works. The problem is is that it, it creates if when you play this sort of like blanket coverage where you're taking away the flies, taking away the slants, the the, the ten or twelve yard area is the part where you're going to get hurt. And that's okay in the regular season division E. In the playoffs, teams play aggressively and will attack the, the part of the field that you leave open. If you continuously leave the same part of the field open, offenses will go there. And Matthew Kildren's too good a quarterback to fall into that. Yeah, well, unfortunately uh, for the exterminators, he didn't fall into that. And uh, they are now out, and uh, the Bunnets move on to the Final Four on Sunday in Lachine. All right, so we have Threat Level Midnight winning 31-24 with Tough Lungs. I saw Justin Leonard afterwards. Uh, he said tough loss. So we missed out a couple plays. Uh, that could have been the difference for us to win this football game as uh, TLM wins by seven. Surprised by that, how close the game was, or you thought it would be I'm, a, a slobber knocker? No, it's, it's kind of – I thought it was going to be like a coin toss either way. They're, they're both strong teams. Um I think I picked opposite things on the show and in my article, to be honest, because so I was covered. like, I could see the game going either way. So you covered yourself. Yeah. Well, not on purpose, by the way. Like, I wish I could say that I had that kind of planning. But 
Joel Lemieux has been good again. So, like, he's one of the few quarterbacks whose rating has degraded over time and it's allowed him to play in the lower division. And he's he's dominated, which is fine. Like, a guy who struggled deserves a chance to go back down and prove his name again in the lower division. And that's been Joel Lemieux's season. Um, Matthew Lerner relying heavily on Justin Lerner in this game. Um, it seemed like he was the only guy who can make a play for him. We saw Greg Christellis go off last week and this week, uh, Justin Lerner being basically the main target all game long. <sighs> Too bad. Tough Lungs had a, had a good roster, but I think for Matthew Lerner moving forward, he's got to have that assertiveness, uh, that assertion that, hey, I can have that rapport with my guys beyond the last name of Lerner to yeah. become a better quarterback. And uh, Julien Proux for uh, Thread Level Midnight. He actually wrote me a message this week that I haven't had a chance to answer yet. But he is actually saying how <laughs> he needs more love in my articles. I think I have actually shown him a lot of love on the podcast previously. Uh, less so in the articles just because we cover different things, article and, and, and podcast. But he had another interception this game. He's been a difference maker for Threat Level Midnight defense. And you know, offense is always going to be what attracts your attention first. But um, I've played against the dude. The dude is an absolute competitor. Love the kid, um, and and happy to see him making plays for Twelve Level Midnight. Um, on the surface, I agree, Tough Lungs is a stronger roster, but like, there's a lot of up and coming names here. Antoine Barrel is a guy I've played with before. He's not well known in this league, but he's very talented. Riley Pinecombe is a guy that the first time I saw in FPF, I was like, this guy can play. Julien Preux is a gamer. Uh, Alex Gertin is a guy who never looks the part and. But he's a great teammate, never complains when he's not involved in the offense. But he'll also have games where he'll catch three touchdowns on like red zone fades. And, and he does exactly what offenses need him to do. It's, it's a well-rounded roster in a different way from Tough Lungs. Tough Lungs has all this ability that they don't use. Tough, tough Lungs and uh, uh, Threat Level Midnight instead maximizes the players on their roster. Igor, are we going to do live look-ins to the NFL preseason game by chance? Yeah, yeah, why are we watching ourselves? Yeah, uh, Falcons are playing the Broncos. Why would you want to do that, though? It's NFL. It's quarter one. Uh, third level minute, by the way, the only home team to win out of the four in our last game, uh, Los Bandidos blanking Trailer Park Boys 28 nothing. Man, Trailer Park Boys are good. Uh, sorry, uh, Los Bandidos are good. Um, they're so difficult to play against. They're, they're probably... The top end talent of Vincent Benjamin, Loic Savoisegain, and Julian Wilson is probably the best in the FF. And François Derachet has become a legit dual threat quarterback. Uh, these are the guys I'm calling to win the finals. I, I can oh, do this man. because I don't pick, but I'm Ooh, calling. Trailer Congrats. Boys? You're like, oh, let me take the favorite to win. You pick Trailer Park Boys? Coward. No, Bandidos. You should have said Bandidos. Coward. Park so you, are you, you pick Trailer Park Boys, actually. Are you, uh, are you a Bozy boy, perchance? Because of how cowardly you are. I mean, I. Piece did. of human garbage. I was at the combine when they were there, so yes. I Did guess you uh, put the poll question up yet? I have not. Please put it up. It's only because I'm waiting for people to see the thread. Okay, I'll do it. Let's put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Thank you. I had a really good one in the shower. I'm sure it was a good one in the shower. We, we can use shower. Rob's parents' shower and try and flush it out again. We can recreate it. Mm. We can pump it out. I need some media's tunes going, though. I may take my phone with me. Also, s- also for other reasons. All right. Um, really the shower. Eat, uh, so quickly here, uh, Banditos over Trailer Park Boys. Uh, yee. Look, man, I mean, what Trailer Park Boys have done in a short period of time is impressive. That said, um, 
with the rush of uh, Xavier Bully, he gave give Antoine a tough time. Antoine Meunier is chucking balls in the coverage, and when that coverage includes, you know, and again, Francis Derrache is a, Francis Derrache is a guy, he got an interception in this game, we know more as a quarterback, but he's a phenomenal athlete, right? So if he's on the field on defense, that's yet another guy to worry about. They're not a Division E team, man. Like, they are because we didn't, we had questions going into the season how good Francis Derrache would be, and Russell wasn't much, much improved. But now we're seeing it. Like, we're seeing, oh, no, he, this guy learned the game, and now the division's in trouble. And that's not good news for whoever's left in their schedule. No. No, no they'll win it. E2. Uh, all four home teams won. So, Mambo over Nemesis, 33-24. So, Mambo will move on to the Final Four, and they'll play Sunday at 8 o'clock. Uh, any thoughts on the Mambo-Nemesis uh, final here? Um, well... The better team won. Um, Nemesis is good, but sort of uh, thin. But what's the biggest fall for them? Emil Janda is INTs. Emil Janda needs to focus next season. So he's he's progressed as a play caller. He's progressed in making reads. He needs to be more patient in the red zone. Because we saw it again, Mo. He moved the ball. Red zone is killer, man. Like 18 for 27, that's the game where you're moving the ball. We saw um, Maxim Pichet and Mendy Kardashian catching half a dozen balls each. Um, he had matchups he liked. The difference is you throw three interceptions in a, uh, in a playoff game, it's as frustrating as a guy not turning off his mic and then typing really loudly and not muting it. It's really frustrating. It is muted. Okay, here are you. so loud. We can sense Jesus. that. Thank you. That's how frustrating it is. Emil Janda's a keyboard. Put it on the poll, please. Is Emil Janda like a keyboard? No. Is he a loud keyboard? Loud keyboard. Loud, frustrating keyboard. Katarl esque. I look. I, I agree with you with with the Janda analogy. Um, Mambo is just a simple, like it's a different level of talent on that roster. Yeah, it, it is. It's and like look, it, it's. <laughs> It's a division, uh, division five, division D team playing division E with Nikki Pappage, first time quarterback, but exceptional athlete. So just just his impact on defense, and then like a guy like that, you know, will learn to play the position, right? And like I said, nobody nobody remembers a time where Tim Horner was the the next hottest thing in FPF. I do. He's amazing, and I'm glad he's getting his due. All right, the uh, end comes for Linehearts as their uh, Cinderella run, uh, unfortunately, comes up a little short, losing 12-6 to uh, Brewers. Jeff Lefebvre, two TDs, one INT. Chris Rose, 6 of 19 for uh, Putrid, 76 yards. And I don't one. understand going to, Je- to, to Chris Rose at quarterback. Like, well, you're weakening your receiving position. Yeah, <laughs> and like he's, he would have been the best receiver on the field for both teams by a long shot. I like Chris Rose a lot. I think, I think he's a, a, a incredibly in t- a talented. Anthony Yannon, Crones, uh, MF Jones. He's a good. Um, he goes by both names in FBF. Well, I see your confusion. Um, he's a guy who fills in the roster well. Like it's a team that's not bad. It just they made a weird decision in the playoffs to go to a guy who's not their quarterback to play quarterback, and Jeffrey Lefebvre, 
This is a game where he didn't have to do a lot. He just had to not make the big mistake, got away with an interception, and just let his defense sort of take him to victory. <sighs> well, the Brewers, again, continuing their, their march along in the Final Four. Game that I saw, Clinkers over Thundercats, 27-14. Now, the big story was Xavier Tardif, quarterback for Thundercats. And, like, he's got a real Peyton Manning approach at the line of scrimmage. Trips, trips, right. No, no, no. You just go back, go back. Uh, kill, kill, kill. You know, one of those type of... So do you think he's seeing anything? Or is that no, he's not. The no, okay. he's not. No, he's not. Anyway, so they were down six. Uh, they're at the five-yard line, and the r- officials on that football game were giving them warnings that, like, you need to be five yards minimum from the snapper because you keep on taking one step forward upon mm-hmm. the snap, and th- we can call you for uh, legal formation. Well, guess what happened? Red zone got called for illegal formation. He wasn't happy about it. So they got moved back five, but they got moved back a few more yards because he took an OC, and that was it for Thundercats. They, they lost that football game because uh, Tardif could not keep his cool. Clinkers on Marc-Andre Delonier, uh, he made some big throws. I'll give him this due. He made some big-time throws in traffic. And I know you had to look in your eyes, PZ. Is he the best, the best quarterback with worst fundamentals in FBF? Simon Dajan's got pretty bad fundamentals. I mean, not as bad as Marcon. No, no. Dajan's got pretty bad fundamentals. Eagle, what's your thoughts? I think Mad throws the ball really strange. He's just tall. Yes, and he, he is he just tall. Puts his hand in the air and just kind of like spikes the ball at people just at a distance. But here's it's very though, strange. And, and look, because of guys like Mark Bellini and Ledoux and du- not, not even like Dubois, but Ledoux and Bellini, his balls come out. Like super slow mo, like old school VCR when you put in slow mo mm-hmm. type of thing here. These have better athletes that can adapt yeah. to the ball. And I was oh, the, the team, the team is the strongest is the strongest team in E two, right? Like, like yeah, I think we can all agree. Like, this is a team we thought would be competing in the E one uh, in the E one side of the playoffs, but due to their inability to be truly competitive, they fall to E two. But the team now, as constructed, should win the championship. It's a clear path for them. It really mm-hmm. is. There, 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 there shouldn't be any other obstacles. We'll talk about the Final Four, it, it, which, by the way, their next game is pretty tough. But uh, Blackouts, Hammering Canes, 46-8. Um, I've been saying all season I love Blackouts. And Canes, the problem is, is like, so they won the previous round by just being better athletes. Blackouts have good athletes too, so it becomes difficult. Like you need to take scheming, and Canes just aren't at that point in their FAF development. So, because of that, we have our final four then. We have Clinkers, Mambo, Brewers, Blackouts. Start with Clinkers, Mambo. That's a big game. And that might be the last toughest test they have, except for maybe Blackouts if they beat Brewers. But your keys for this Clinkers versus Mambo game? Mambo is the whole U family tree of teams. They are incredible at adapting their defensive playbook mid-game to what you're doing offensively. Marc-Andre is a smart play caller who tends to be a stubborn play caller. That isn't a good recipe for him. They needed Mambo to get knocked off by a lockdown or nemesis. This is the worst remaining game in the bracket for um, for Clinkers. I'm sure they're complaining. Have they com- have, has Marc-Andre written a, a message complaining that they're not playing blackouts yet? Uh, no, he did complain that they weren't in E1, though. Oh, okay. Well, okay, whose fault is that then? After the yeah, like <laughs> it, I wonder whose fault it is. You aren't you you weren't better in the regular season, like did he say? 
hey, Eagle, what the hell? You made me throw interceptions. No. Hold on here. Did he say, here. what the hell? My defense didn't stop enough, guys. No. So why is it your fault? Because we could have done a strength of schedule analysis okay. because they were like, well, our schedule was hard and we went six and four. So, but then we they also lost, but then, like, yeah, they beat some impressive teams, but wouldn't that mean they also lost games to teams they should have beaten? Correct. Um, so, shut up. So, hold on here. Hold <laughs> on here. If Mark Andre wins a FPF championship, yeah. That means he has more titles than you guys? Correct. Uh, it means it means yeah. that I am the best quarterback coach in FPF history. Yeah, Mo, how many you got? Two. Two. He's halfway there. Yeah, but there. you you had two when it was like eight teams, and half of them were ninety years old. Relax. And oh, he's stop, halfway stop, there. Stop, then stop, stop, stop. think about it. You you like FPF was a glorified dodgeball back in your day. No, not at all. It was the the lowest grade of talent in FPF. No, history. Div one back then was much better than what Div one is today. Really, there were CFL players in Div one back then. Yeah, there was. Eh. <laughs> Gino DeFazio was also a Div 1 quarterback. It was. And, and, and yeah, the top. Gino DeFazio was a Div 1 quarterback back then. No, he didn't play the Div 1 quarterback. He did back then. No, he didn't. He did. I can tell you because then he didn't play Div 1 quarterback. Eagle? Might have been Div 2. Div 2, he played, not Div 1. He never, uh, never played Div 1 quarterback. Whatever. Uh, there were no Braves. So there's no uh, best team in the history of FPF. Yeah, but you, you, you went on the uh, Roosters and Donkeys to find us being the greatest. Anyway, that's, that's another story for another yeah, day. Yeah, I'm always going to move the yardstick. <laughs> that's another story for another like, day. It's not an argument you can win because I, you have the past, which is established. I have the future, which is ever-changing. So, therefore, I'm always going to win the argument. Not necessarily because you'll never see three. Four. Anyway, that's another story for another day. We're in the wrong division here. You're right. You're right. It was better when there was donkeys than when there was airplanes. Travel was better when we didn't have airplanes. Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, Clinkers, Clinkers Mambo. Yeah. Um, from Mambo to, to beat this, this might be the the preeminent championship game here for this side of the bracket. But I don't fully agree because because I think Brewers' defense is better than they get credit for, and I think Blackouts have an unpredictable factor that teams just don't know them and don't like. Mambo is good at data mining. They're really good at adapting in-game, but the data mining really helps them in that they know and they're so experienced in FPF right. that they know about teams. They they know the tendency, so they'll play like a guy against a guy like myself or like a guy like Marc Andre, and say this is what he likes to do. So look for this in the game, and if he doesn't do this, he's going to do this. You don't have that with blackouts. Can you put your hand out. Put your right, right arm out, uh, PZ. Like, put your right arm. Right arm. Extend it. Extend it. Look at that right there. You don't see the arm anymore. The Correct. Arm disappeared. So I'm trying to keep it tight. Yeah, I see that. What are you doing? We're just trying to screw around Experimenting. with your... Uh, yeah, we're just trying to screw around with your uh, green screen over here. Point is, there was like a team and a half in FPF back then. So. Brewers blackouts. Um, I like this game. But I feel you, like Clinkers Bumble, Clinkers Bumble, like might be the game of the week. Or it might be a horrendous blowout. So would you say blackouts is the favorite in this game over Brewers? No. I think it's even. You think it's even? I think it's even. Absolutely. Blackouts are going to score 30 points. They might not score 30. Not against Brewers. Brewers defense is really good. Brewers defense is, is experienced FPF players. Only uh, 12 and a half points given up so far in two playoff games. Like, Jason Stevenson is an experienced FPF player. Jeffrey Favre when he's on defense in this division, helps a lot because... Like, again, if your guy is running an out route to the sideline, he knows how to maneuver you to the sideline, a.k.a. push, so that the receiver 
can't make a play on the ball. Like they're just smart defensive players, and I don't know how Julien Lachance will manage against the Brewers' defense. I don't. I don't agree that Blackouts will score thirty. If Blackouts win the game, it's going to be three scores to two. And if, if Ruiz win the game, it'll be two scores to one. Ruiz are on Saturday about that one. Okay. Uh, Division E playoffs. Threat level midnight, Los Bandidos. So you have threat level midnight, Los Bandidos. That is a two versus four seed. So our thoughts in this game is what here, Peasler, about threat level midnight against Los Bandidos? This is the game where John Levy makes mistakes. And this is the game where he can't get away with them. <laughs> we talked about the Twin Towers. We talked about who's involved in the game. We talked about Julian Wilson. We talked about even Francis uh, Derroche on defense. Like, where's the weak spot for Los Bandidos, Mo? There is none. I, I don't see it. So I, I, don't f- I, I can't forecast them having a weak a spot. A quarterback like Joe Lemieux that takes advantage of mismatches and takes advantage of being the rusher, How how is this a game... He can he can win. I, I don't see I don't see a clear path to victory. This is a great thing to be used against me in a future potential hype video, where I talk about how one team doesn't. When is have that a hype video, by the way? Uh, we don't know yet. We'll I bl- give I bl- you guys a heads up about that afterwards. Hopefully, it exists. We'll, we'll remind everyone, the five viewers who are watching. That is all. Perfect. But Knights, part of my swag. I like this game a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, two teams very familiar with each other, given the guys who've gone up against each other who played with each other. Uh, do the secrets get revealed in, in a sense that PMS will know the Bud Knights and vice versa? I think it's the opposite. Um, I mean, yes, because of Brad Evans' involvement on uh, Bud Knights, but I think Stephen Harpersod is just so meticulous and so intelligent in flag football that um, he's he's going to feed information about Brad Evans in a way that his defense will likely be able to take advantage. Part of my swag plays a very traditional de- defense and always has, and I think that that might give Bud Knights the advantage. Now the uh, Lucas have come. The, non- the alcoholic versus came, but I know the non. I mean, look, are. it's it's obviously just water in yeah. a different format. Yeah, I see that. Uh, here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin with it. Here he goes. Change the camera, I guess. I know, we will. We will. You're wearing my headphones. I'm the host. Mm. Or you all can bring your own headphones like I do. Yeah, I did. It doesn't work on the, the board. You're the host? Yeah. That's debatable. Steph. The host with the lowest. <laughs> Welcome back, Steph. As you are saying before, PZ. Yes. Those words. That is all. Read his article. He'll tell you more in the article. Is that that's that's what it is? A tease of the article? Yeah, why not? Divi, Perfect. article. All right, it is now time for games of the week. All right, so this Perfect is timing. A reminder: um, there could be a hype well, video. You want one of these? It's, it's called a beer. N- no, <laughs> it's a it's a non alcoholic. Perfect. Thank you. I like uh, New Stefano already. I know. You want yeah. one? You no, perfect. You good? We're so going to start with I don't, I don't like the, well, I don't the, like the old eagle. The thing is, uh, Terry is like Stefano in that he repla- but he replaces awkwardness with beer. So There you go. Excellent. Before we do it, uh, the hype video, keep an eye out for that. So the winners of the E and E2 playoffs, Eagle or PZ or Simone, will reach out to you to 
Hopefully have you come by to do a hype video, which will be done next week, I assume, right? Correct. Eagle, are we going to the field on Sunday? Ideally, you don't have to leave your game. Your game is done, and we do everything there. But uh, watch this space for updates, because we don't know yet. Okay, so <laughs> just keep an eye out for the hype video. Eagle, are we going to the field on Sunday? I mean, do we have a choice? No. 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 Then yes. Okay. No, no choices in life. Games, here we go. E1, Threat Level Midnight versus Los Bandidos. Oof. I'm going to go with Threat Level Midnight. Yeah. You know. Oh, why are we doing a picks? Yeah, games of the week. I'll tell you next week. No, that's not how that works. It is. Oh, man. You've taken the, the only thing we built for content and destroyed it and made it no content. What? Picks? Los Bandidos. He was supposed to like, because we have a bet going on the picks. What is it? Um, someone pays something for somebody. Exactly. No, but what's the details of the, like, uh, the bet? Who picks more games like, who has better? the best record at the e Oh, okay. okay. So I'm going Threat Level Midnight. Threat Level Midnight. Yeah. I'm going uh, Los Bandidos. Bud Knights Loser. versus Pardon My Swag. Bud Knights. Uh, um. You know what? It's all about the Hawaii, the Hawaiian t-shirt, man, my friend. <laughs> pardon My Swag. I'm going to go Pardon My Swag as well. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Brad Evans. And in I am E2, too. we have he Clinkers versus Mambo. I love this game. Mambo. I, Mambo. So it's either a great game or Mambo. a horrendous blowout. Yeah, I'm going to say horrendous exactly. blowout. Mambo wins by 28 and yeah. a half points. Mambo. It'll be half a point just because the refs will feel so bad. They'll only award half a point on the conference. Out of every game in FPF playoffs this year, this is 100% the biggest odds towards Mambo. Huh. Sheesh. Next. No offense. Who do you got, Mo? Mambo. Full we got Brewers <laughs> versus <laughs> Blackouts. Oh, this, this is a, a tough, tough, game. Uh, this tough game. I'm gonna go. Wait, who's on blackouts again? Nobody you know. Yeah. No, no, I know. I know. Uh, Chris Sione, yes. Julian Lachance. Yes, yes, okay. okay. Uh, they they played well. well. Pretended. Hakizimana as well on that team. John Michelle. Smith. Michelle Hakizimana. Jack Rioff. I'm gonna go with uh, Brewers. It's a bad call, Mo. Whatever. That's why you know. That's why you're the host. You're not. Uh, the I've been. Host. I've been writing blackouts all season. But I'm gonna go Brewers in a boring, low-scoring game. It's actually very light, Mo. You'd appreciate this beer, actually. Who do you pick, yeah, Terry? What? Who do you pick? Blackouts or? I uh, blackouts, blackouts. Yeah, well. Okay, so mailing in Thursday was a perfection type of episode here, and uh, we have one more to go. One more episode. That'd be what? Ten minutes long next week. Hopefully, yeah. Perhaps. Oh, one more episode. No, for it's gonna be like an hour and a half. We're doing all the championship previews. Why is the music so freaking loud? Because your headset volume is loud. You can change. Very good point. Your we'll headset. All right, <laughs> match words, please. For my money, Savage Garden is the room. most romantic band there is. Truly mad they deep. We can't go wrong with that. Like Casual. a chicken cherry cola. And honestly, I felt so much ass during that song. Different song, but chicken cherry cola. It's a line That's from one of their songs. Mm. It's a good impersonation. I don't know the rest because he sings it so loud. Like a chicken cherry cola. It's the only part that I remember. 